Good morning. Welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Podcast. It is a President's Day special. Oh, yeah, um, yes, it is. We'll Especial de los Presidentes. <laughs> Espectacular. Jeez. <laughs> As you splash coffee all over the place, well, we'll know. celebrate all the presidents except for 45. Yeah. And Calvin Coolidge. I heard that. I mean, it's a rumor. And Calvin Coolidge. You're out, Calvin. I heard that he was a KKK like member. Yeah. He's oh just splashing coffee everywhere. My coffee mug's not even that full, but this coffee is like pew, pew. Yeah. It's like old faithful. Yeah. I heard somebody on Twitter say that the America uh the MAGA hat, the red MAGA hat is like the new clan hood. Yeah. So I was watching um this political commentary and I should have known better because I like I saw that it was on Fox and I was like, oh no. But I was like, I have to watch it. You know, my Where'd curiosity. Where'd you have Fox at? Well, it was a YouTube video. It was like oh. a clip. And it was talking about how Melania didn't go to Davos and all this stuff. And it was um, this Fox commentator who has her own show who's a total, in my opinion... Is it the cra- judge lady? Crazy biatch. No. The judge lady is like, she like gets under my skin because she's just... Is she blonde? No. She's okay. like, she's, she's dark. Um, she's either Hispanic or... I think she's Hispanic. I don't know. I will find out who this person is because she was interviewing this girl who was like, okay, she's a millennial, right? She's a, she works, she writes for Nylon magazine, um, which is pretty liberal, but it's a great magazine. Um, they have really interesting articles. It's good stuff. Whether you're liberal or not, just because it's a good, I saw that, I saw that clip too, I think. Did you? And the lady was just like maliciously like attacking this lady, like not even letting her speak. And it was just like so childish and I was like wow how disrespectful of like a like somebody who invites you on their show to interview you Child, and then childish they just Gambino like, yeah more or less Penny's angry about it too I know she's pissed she's angry at bicyclists we're sitting at our in our living room and she saw a bicyclist it's a free country they can ride their bike down the street they care about the environment do you hear me here I'll, I'll take her jeez oh, she's That's... huge she thinks she's a little dog but she's like She's very intrusive in my personal space. Jeez. Um, yeah, no, but it was just kind of crazy because, and then of course, you know, being the antagonist person that I am, I have to like, I have to read the comments below knowing that I'm going to be upset about them, but still wanting to read them just because I think people's ignorance is almost comical sometimes. So I'm reading the comments and below it's like, that stupid millennial, she's an idiot. And I'm like, did you guys not actually see the interview that I just saw? Because I'm pretty sure that the person at fault was the interviewer, not the guest. Like, it was pretty Do you remember kind apparent. of what she said? Like, the gist of what she said? She was talking about... Um, so, the person that was being interviewed was talking about Melania Trump and how, in all the photos, she looks kind of disgusted by Donald Trump. Like, slapping his hand away. She's like, her body language is obviously, like kind of you know there's like signals like when you when you like somebody you sit and your legs face towards them usually her all of her body language and all the pictures it's either very cold or it's very like closed off from him okay and so she was talking about how it seems like um melania trump is not that into donald and it's and it's like it's apparent based on this body language that keeps okay, being this, i didn't see this one then okay and so the interviewer was going on and on. She's like, well, how can you be a feminist and say that about other women? And the interviewee was like, well, it has nothing to do with feminism. Um, it has everything to do with just the body language that's being displayed. And if that's all we have to go on, this is what it looks like. Um, and then the interviewer was just going on and on about how because this interviewee was a feminist, she should not be judging other women's body language and all this stuff. It was just like really stupid. Hmm. Um, I'll see if I can find the clip, but... Don't worry about it. Well, it's it, it's interesting. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know. It was just interesting to watch. I got kind of angry about it. But then I was like, why am I getting angry? This is Fox News. Like, I, I should expect that I'm going to get angry about it. And, I mean, let's be honest. Who yeah. watches Fox? I was uh, Googling last night, too. <laughs> <laughs> you were Googling? I was Googling in the Googles. In the Googles. Um, <laughs> Just, uh, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, so, I don't know, I think I'm a pretty self-centered person. I think we all are kind of self-centered. 
I'm thinking, man, this must be the most divided our country has ever been, ever. Like, that was my thought. Mm-hmm. And I started to Google, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Civil War. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about the Civil War. We actually killed each other. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean... We're not there yet, but we might be getting close. Um, and then civil rights in the 1960s and Vietnam and all that stuff. So the interviewer on Fox was this lady named Laura something. Oh, I saw something else with her. She's irritating, to say the least. No, the the judge lady is a thousand times more irritating, though. Really? Oh, yeah. So I want to play this clip. Can I play this clip? As long as you give credit. All right, I'll give credit. It's on YouTube. (laughs) No, it's Fox News. Um, I forget her last name, but her name is Laura. She's the one that talks first, and then the person that she's interviewing is named Sarah. So let's see if we can play this. I check this out. The media have bombarded us with stories suggesting that First Lady Melania Trump is acting like a woman scorned. CNN, for instance, turned it into Melania Gate and declared the First Lady has gone AWOL. Especially these past couple weeks, um, she's been laying low. Well, I would think so, because, of course, there have been some cringe-inducing stories uh, in the first few weeks of this year. We can only look at those clues like last Saturday when she posted on Twitter the anniversary of the inauguration uh, with herself and sort of a a military escort from that day, not her husband, no mention of her husband. She was scheduled to travel to Davos with the president but canceled that trip at the last minute. Yesterday she left for West Palm Beach, Florida and was back on the plane late today. Can I fast forward it? Uh, just not moving to the White House immediately. It's like uh, a 12-minute clip. Well, it's, Five months after he moved okay. in, she moved in. And it's then, of the course, you know, the fact that they have separate bedrooms. Oh, my God. My next guest believes Melania Trump, get this, actually despises her husband. That's what Sarah Beauchamp wrote in an article on the website called Nylon. She wrote that today. She joins us now from Philly. Okay, Sarah. Uh, you look like a very young young woman, very accomplished. You're a writer. You've written all sorts of stuff out there for various publications. Uh, how is it being a feminist for you to question another woman's lifestyle choices, whatever they are, whatever she decides to be? Why are you passing judgment on them and questioning them? I don't think I'm judging Melania's life choices. Well, to be fair, I guess I would judge a woman who would choose to marry Donald Trump. Um, He's truly a disgusting human being. I think that's like a nonpartisan issue. Yeah, that's not judging at all. Yeah. That that Donald Trump's discussing, I I think it's pretty much fact. Look at the camera, by the way. Look at the look at the camera, so our listeners get the full Sarah here. Go ahead. Um, I think that uh, Donald Trump is disgusting. I would say that is a fact. Um, But yeah, my story was more about how it wouldn't be surprising if a person married to Donald Trump was disgusted by him. I personally can't imagine a worse person to be married to than Donald Trump. So So a lot of us are speculating that she's miserable. Right. But let me just get this straight. You're a reporter, and you're writing about Melania Trump as if she's a political actor here. And you said that that's a fact. That, that you said Donald Trump is disgusting, that's a fact. Well, you're a writer, so you know when you use the word disgusting, that's a subjective statement, is it not? It is not a fact. It is a fact that he's president of the United States. It is not a fact that he's disgusting. You and your liberal friends sure. who sit around talking about how awful the country is under Donald Trump, yeah, you see, I, I grant you that, you think that, but how are you to judge another woman's choice about a relationship, and did you do the same for instance, when uh, Hillary Clinton stood by her man, uh, when Hillary Clinton decided to fire or not fire someone who had sexually harassed or reportedly sexually harassed someone on her campaign staff, were you making judgments about that or you reserve it for Melania because you think her husband's disgusting? Well, I wasn't covering the Clintons. I was too young for that. With the most recent thing with Hillary, of course I would criticize her for doing that. Was her I'm husband not, disgusting? I, I'm not a- Who, Bill Clinton? Well, first of all, you just continuing to be like, what about these Democrats is not really an argument. I mean, you should be able to speak critically about the Trump administration. I mean, your whole segment has just been talking about Democrats and what they're covering. Now, what I'm, yeah, what I'm, yeah, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do, Sarah, is like, okay, you're, it's fine. You're a liberal and you don't like Trump. That's fine. But to write something about a woman's a decision to you know travel to Davos or not travel to Davos. You make this wild leap of logic without any factual underpinning that I know of. 
Uh, and yet, you, you know, you carry yourself off. So, oh, it's a fact that this is. What's the fact? What's the evidence? It's my opinion that he is gross, and I can't imagine being married to him. I'm sure she. Well, I don't think anyone cares whether you want to marry headlines. him or not. He didn't ask you to marry him. It's like, who cares? What, like, I, there's a lot of people you that you care. probably you wouldn't want to marry. You care about my opinion of him because I'm on your show right now. So you no, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand how a but woman first, like you, who carries herself off, off as a feminist, tries to get in the mind of another woman. Maybe that's her decision. It's her decision to believe what she wants to believe and live the life that she wants to live. Maybe she thinks it's the best thing for the country. Maybe she's wildly in love with her husband, but like all of us, are disappointed with people at various times. Maybe you have the whole thing wrong but as a woman uh, and as a feminist why are you questioning other women's choices aren't you pro-choice good one being a feminist does not mean that you're not critical of women that you know that that's not what it means you know it means equality for all genders that's exactly what feminist means it does not mean that i have to be nice to every woman that i meet um, Melania is complicit in administration that has been abhorrent as of now. I mean, racism has gone up, anti-Semitism has gone up, anti-LGBT sentiments have gone up in this country. She's complicit in a pretty gross administration. My article was about my opinion. I think he's disgusting. I can't imagine being married to him. And all the pictures we see and her swatting his hand away are not evidence to the contrary. It kind of looks like she's disgusted by him. That's what my story did, was about. All yeah, we have to go off over the images yeah. and videos that we see. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so did, you, looks, um, did you ever? Did you ever comment? She looks pretty. Yeah. Good. If they're happy, good. I hope she is happy. I mean, oh, I'm she sure you do. Really attractive I'm about sure it. you hope she's happy. Sarah, did you oh, cool. comment Why, at all about wish... Michelle? Right. Anyway, so that's that's kind of the gist of it. Um, I don't know. I just I was like really irked because it's true. Being oh, okay. I just had a dog spill really hot coffee on me. You okay? You need to tell. Okay. Just this, just ugh, this just figures like we're in the middle of an actual good like conversation topic, and the dog freaking spills burning coffee on my leg. Are you okay? Story of my life. Um, sorry, I'm a little irritated right now because that kind of hurt. Anyway, point being, um, it's just interesting because yeah, being a feminist does not mean you have to be nice to every woman you meet. Like she said, I. You know, I just thought it was interesting because the interviewer was clearly, like, trying to bait her into to an argument that, like, had nothing to do with the actual article. Um, and, of course, she kept saying, like, you and your liberal friends. <laughs> it was just like, geez. Yeah. Um, but it's true. I mean, I just, I do think you should be able to be critical of any presidential candidate, any president, any administration. That's what makes this country free. And your freedom of speech is important. And if you can't be openly critical and ask questions, like, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Happy President's Day. Donald Trump is disgusting. Well, I mean, and the sad thing is that that girl had to keep repeating herself because she wasn't allowed to even finish a thought. You know? It was like, I felt really bad for her because you can tell that she probably, like, the interviewer probably went off premise from what they said they were going to say. Um, huh. So, I don't know. It was an irritating... Uh, video. If you want to watch it, you can go on YouTube and literally. Her name's Laura Ingalls. Is that her name? Yeah. Like Laura Ingalls Wilder. I don't know. It says Ingalls. The Ingalls Show. Oh, see, I don't. I don't oh, Ingram. Ingram. I don't. Ingram. Know. I don't watch it. So I don't Laura know. Ingram. Sure, the Ingram Angle. Yeah, the Ingram um, Angle. But yeah, so you can look it up on YouTube, and the title of this video is obviously put up by somebody who's a fan, but it says this millennial brat is the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wow, <laughs> that's that's super. Yeah, people hate each other. Super nice. Yeah. And you, America, you know what's the right? worst, too, is when you're online. And, I mean, YouTube videos are one thing. And I'll, I consume a lot of YouTube videos for fun. Like, I watch the slow-mo guys. And I watch uh, <laughs> Unbox Therapy is really cool. I watch uh, Linus uh, Tech Tips. Mm-hmm. Linus is like, he does tech tips, but he's freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, I showed Lindsay one video one time of Linus Tech Tips and she didn't think it was that funny. Was but... that the one where I was like, I'm not amused by <laughs> No, <this."> but <laughs> so the Apple AirPods came out. So there was a company that like uh, shamelessly just like copied them. Like a knockoff? They were knockoffs, but they were like three times as big. It looked like a gag Apple AirPods. And he's like, these look like hot dogs that are painted white coming out of my ears. <laughs> and I was like, it started cracking me up. Um, but anyway, like Going back to like political things, I'll I'll bring her back in a second. It's okay. She's um, especially this week after Florida, 
people are so stinking divided and people who love guns love guns that's what I, I mean and it's crazy to me just how attached i mean I, maybe i'm having a hard time seeing the other side because i i don't know i'll just say i am not a gun fan well we're not gun owners either so we've never um, you know i grew up with guns i grew up around guns you know, I grew up in Moriarty where, you know, there were, my parents had guns, my, or my dad. We went hunting. Um, I was in Royal Rangers where we would, we would go. Did you like your opinion of guns or showed you, like, the magnitude of what damage it can do? I knew the power of guns. Okay. And when I went hunting with my dad, I secretly hoped that they would not catch one. Catch? Catch? No. That they would not kill a deer. Or an elk. I secretly hoped. And they never did while I was with them. Because I, I just, even as a kid, I, I, I figured, well, you know, nature does fine without us. And it has done fine without us. Nature will take care of itself. I guess unless we, unless we take away all the wolves and coyotes and all the predators, mountain lions, then humans have to step in. But I don't know. I just, I've never liked watching other living things die and I'm kind of hypocritical on that because I do eat meat so I'm not like a vegetarian or anything but I also trust in the mechanisms of our culture and society today like we grow food right I don't know anyway that's another topic but uh, in this gun debate it's so crazy to me just like looking at news websites, local news websites are the worst, by the way. Like if you go to KRQE or KOB or KOAT's Facebook page or their Twitter, mostly their Facebook page, and you click on the comments, if, they're, they're, if there's a hot topic issue on Facebook about KRQE, like they mentioned guns or whatever, and you notice that there's a lot of different reactions, you know, the little emoji reactions. Yeah. And then you click on the comments, don't ever do that. Bad idea. Dear Lord. <laughs> it is the worst. That's the cesspool of thought like sure. in our culture today. It's just, it's disgusting. People are so ignorant and it just like irks me. Yeah. Um, and the same thing on Twitter. Like a lot of times um, when we're putting our kids to bed. Um, when we're putting our kids to bed, we, I'll, I'll lay in, in Riley's bed as he's falling asleep. And as I'm laying in his bed, I'm, you know. You're sleepy. As I'm laying in bed with Riley, I'll be listening to their like lullaby music mm-hmm. and uh, scrolling through Twitter. And I just kind of do that. I'll just kind of look at, you know, the different things people are saying. And it's not just on one side either. People say some ridiculous things on both sides. Cause I, I have a pretty, I have a pretty open, you know, but that's the Facebook polarization of our country right following. now. Yeah. Like not just right now, but it's just open. It's open polarization. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, kind of disheartening discouraging the state of our country it's like i feel like we're gonna implode sometime maybe i'm i mean maybe maybe all of these shootings are us imploding i don't know it's just really sad so i don't know um anyway you want to get off the topic of politics uh, yeah maybe hey juju b where's riley go say hi to riley our one-year-old's trying to snuggle yeah. she's go say hi to riley Mom. Oh, my Go phone. give Riley high my five. My phone is ringing right now. It's my mom. I'm going to just... Do you want to answer it? No, I'll just... I'll call her in a minute. So. Yeah. So what are your plans for President's Day on this fine Monday off? Well, I was going to tell you that last night when I was um, running on the treadmill, I saw a couple of your yearbooks from... Uh, what? Laguna high or no lake ridge uh, lake ridge middle school laguna yeah no, i was middle up school. in oregon we don't middle have, school uh waluga waluga that's no longer in existence apparently it's called like um lake ridge middle school or something they changed the name but um why why did you look at those <laughs> i just wanted to look at the yearbook to see what people look like in oregon <laughs> the same as they do here only a little whiter probably put her back in there with her brothers she wants her juice um Wow, that's terrifying that you looked at those. I don't. I haven't looked at those in probably a decade. Um, <laughs> who, who knows what you saw? Funny. Yeah, I don't know. Middle school. We called it junior high, though. We never called it middle school. Um, 
Yeah, in, in Portland, it was it's junior high, but I think here they call it middle school. And then when I went to school, it was uh, seventh and eighth grade, and I think here in Albuquerque, they do they do six, seven, and eight, so it's three years. Um, but yeah, I don't know, middle school, whatever. <laughs> I don't know, that's crazy. But yeah, so anyway, you saw some pictures and stuff, and yeah, your handwriting has gotten better. Oh, that's good I'm just news. I'm surprised by oh, that. Oh, she's coming back. She has her juice, though. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, it's um, my friend Megan's birthday today. So, happy birthday, Megan. I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, beats Bears Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I think Lorenzo's going to take the kids up to the peak, to Sandia Peak, and they're going to go sledding today. Um, we finally got a little bit of snow, so... The kids are going to go sledding, and I am going to hang out here with Juliet, who is very needy today. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's okay. She can come out here. It's fine. Um, and we're going to just kind of see how the day goes. That's cool. Ma yes, ma'am. Ma this has been all morning. Maybe maybe I'll put her down. She just... Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I haven't been on, on the peak in a while. Mm -hmm. I don't think Juliet has ever been to the peak, and she's over one. It's not something that our family we, likes to do. We drove up there once with her when she was real little, but it was really windy. She's never been on the top of the mountain. Yes, she has. Like one time. We didn't get out, though, because it was windy and freezing, and we weren't prepared. Hmm. But Wow, if it's not kids, it's dogs. Um, seriously, like, I'm so irritated. I don't it's know. It's okay. Like, Take a breath. <sighs> I did yoga with the boys the other night before bed. Mm -hmm. I like did, we did some, some kid yoga Outside. in the living room and they were like enjoying it. It was really funny. I don't think I've ever seen them pay that much attention to something in my life. Yeah. They like to exercise. Yeah. I was like showing them. I'm like, okay, now stretch like this. And I've done this. that seven minute workout with them for a while. Yeah. Can you kick these dogs out? I'm sorry. Sure. I'm sorry, you guys. Our life is loud and noisy and busy and chaotic a lot of the time. And for whatever reason, I feel like it's more so in the mornings than any other time. Um, if it's not our kids, like I said, it's our dogs, like, bickering back and forth with each other. And it's just kind of frustrating. And, you know, I'm spilling coffee on myself. So, I don't know. I was watching another YouTube video because I guess I've been into YouTube lately. Mm -hmm. I won't put it on here, but it was interesting. It was talking about China and um, their, their attempts. <laughs> oh, their attempts to solve overpopulation issues and um, how they've created these cities and the cities are themed so they have like a mini Paris a mini London a mini um, I don't remember the like Venice I think um, and then a mini Jackson Hole Wyoming and they have created these cities to look like these different places like down to like almost full-scale models of landmarks and things. They're beautiful. They're really cool. But I guess the Chinese are not that interested in them. And so they're abandoned, mostly. Um, they have some small population, but it's it's not enough. It's not nearly the growth that they thought was going to happen. So there's, like, these themed cities of these places in Europe, and they're empty. Um, it's really interesting. I was just... I had no idea that this was happening, but... The one that looks like Paris was beautiful, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'd live there. It was incredible. YouTube is awesome. I know. Well, I, so it's just like crazy because, and then the one that, um, the city that looked like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like really did look like Wyoming. In Europe? No, in China. Oh. They created these mini cities to help with urban sprawl. They're outside of Shanghai. Like, um, they're trying to get people to move out into the suburbs. And so they created these giant cities that are themed like different places. And one is Paris and it has like lifestyle, like life size to scale models of all the different things. One is London. The London one's really cool. So Jackson Hole, how did they do mountains? They do fake snow. They do, they have, well, I know it machines. snows in more, yeah, more it snows in, in China. No, I know. But I'm saying, I'm saying like they don't have mountains, but it, everything, all the buildings mm -hmm. look very like American, like hmm. craftsman style. I wonder if they did the Santa Fe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. They have Jackson Hole. They have Paris. They have London and they have, um, I guess, 
something in Italy. Why can't I think it's Venice? I can't remember. Um, Rome. Uh, it's not Rome, but the Paris one. I mean, literally, like it looks like a bigger size model of like when you go to mm. Disney World to like Epcot. Mm-hmm. It's like that on a large scale. It's huge hmm. and it's gorgeous and people live there and it's just like you would swear if you didn't know you were in China that you were in Paris. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. You can go visit America in China. <clears throat> yeah, but I guess the Chinese are like not that interested. Like they want them to be more Chinese. Hmm. So these cities are more or less abandoned. They have like maybe a small population. Hmm. Should be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You can look up, I think it was like a Dateline article or a Dateline uh, report or something, but that's on, that's on YouTube as well. And it's an interesting, like I can, I'll find the name of the video for you. So let's, uh, they don't need the name. Wow. You're super um, supportive. No, I want to shout out. Go ahead. Um, we haven't done that in a while. We, we forgot to on the last episode. Jeez, you guys like how he just shuts me down? Like, I'm excited about I, something. I'm not shutting you down. And then he's like, anyway. <laughs> no, I just don't, I don't know if we're gonna, we could it's, take airtime to. No, it's ABC News and it's called, it says China builds fake Paris, London and Jackson Hole. It's like a six minute video. So yeah. you can watch it if you want to. So, so Google it. I just, I think it's dumb to like talk about all these interesting things and then not give people anything to look at on their own if they're interested. Google's crazy though. You can Google the most... Google, you crazy. <laughs> you can Google the weirdest, you know, not, not, I mean, you could Google weird things, but you can just be very vague in your search and Google's really good about finding it. Yeah. Um, but, uh... What's your shout yeah. out? Yeah. Well, I wanted to shout out Jeff real quick. Oh. He does the music on the podcast. His name's Jeff O'Midveron. Uh, he's a very talented musician. He has a SoundCloud... Again, Google his name, Jeff Omid Veron, just how it sounds. Um, he has a lot of really great tracks. He, he plays guitar, mandolin, banjo. He, he messes with synthesizers. I guess he doesn't mess with them. He just, he, he masters them. Um, also, Ryan Freeman, that's Lindsay's brother. He's a creative soul, and he does a lot of writing. Um, he works on... Uh, uh, he 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 has a couple of books that have been published that you can check out on his Amazon page or his, his website, ryanpfreeman.com. He also does consulting. If you want to write your memoir, he can help you do yeah. that. So if you'd like to read, check out Ryan's stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pay us. He just we just we just wanna well, shout him out. And... However, like I've been using his services, not just because he's my brother, but so I've been doing I'm working on a book and I'm I've been doing it with um I've just been recording like audio memos. Mm-hmm. And then sending him that, and he's transcribing it for me onto paper. So right. he, that kind of stuff, he does that. So right. that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, also, check out um, there's a new podcast come out from a Moriarty alumni like myself. And it's uh, Brian and Gio have a podcast. So check that out on iTunes. Um, and also check out the breweries in town. There's some new ones. Yeah, we did check out. Um, we had our <laughs> we had our date night. Maybe we should do some shout outs from Valentine's date night on Friday because it was great. Um, we had our Valentine's Day celebration um, on Friday, and we went out to dinner at this place in Albuquerque. It's newer. It's called Brixens. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the best meatloaf of my life there. Like, and I'm not even a meatloaf person. But it was delicious. It had like this bourbon sauce and like crispy um, onion shoestrings on top. It was just amazing. So Brixton's really good food, really interesting concept, really good handcrafted mixed drinks too, if you like that. Um, there's one called the Dawn Deer, which is like champagne and a little bit of uh, absinthe. And it's, it's amazing. I really loved it. <clears throat> it was good. The sliders were delicious. My, my biggest gripe, I guess, my complaint if I wanted to be a critic... Would be that their their beers were good, but they they didn't have, they don't have any beers on tap. If they wanted to be a better restaurant, no, it was good. Lindsay's rolling her eyes because you're so damn negative all the time. I'm not. I'm, I'm not negative. I just know. I just know what I like. But it's a restaurant, so let's talk about the food. The food was good, but part of being a gastro pub or whatever, I don't is, think they claim to be a gastro pub. But they have they have hand selected like craft beers and the guy came up and he was really knowledgeable on his beers i would say have those beers on on, on tap 
I don't know. And maybe they're working towards that. You never know. But they, they could be. But that's 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 just what I was noticing. The point being, I'm I think it was a good a good restaurant. I think the food was mm-hmm. really good. The service was amazing. Um, and I think that they are focusing on their mixed drinks more than their beer. That's the impression I got. Yeah, probably. Um, so check it out if you're hungry and you're in Albuquerque. Um, we checked out a new brewery also. Two new breweries. Two, yeah, actually. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Lindsay Googled earlier in the week. Man, shout out to Google, I guess. Um, they don't need our shout outs. <laughs> they heard you. They're already listening. Um, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Googled breweries, like brand new breweries. And one of them was called Bombs Away Brewery. And we were done at, we went to Sister Bar, because that's probably one of our favorites of all time. Um, and it's right below the bar we met at, Anodyne, which we didn't go to, but that's okay. Well, I feel like Sister Bar is sort of like our default. Like, we always kind of have to make a stop there, just mm-hmm. because that's our, yeah, that's our spot, man. And if you are feeling like you want to go on a date, but not as fancy as Brixen's, and you want to pay a little bit less money, but for equally good food, go to, go to Sister. They have a kitchen now. They didn't always have a kitchen. But they have a kitchen now, and their tacos are probably the best tacos in town. Well, they actually got voted best tacos in town. Did they? Yeah. I they sure. they deserve it. Yeah. For sure. And then their kimchi tater tots. Oh. Holy cow! So good, so good. I could, Sister I Bar. could take a bath in a puree of that please, and please just drink it. Don't do that. That sounds super disgusting. <laughs> Although kimchi is um, just like fermented cabbage, so maybe if you took a bath in it, it would just add to the flavor. Gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my salts, it would just, <laughs> anyway, uh, a little bit of my mouth. yeah, so they're, 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 they're flipping amazing, but she Googled this place called, we're like, okay, let's check this out. We went to bombs away. I popped it in Google. I was like, where is it? I don't know. We'll just follow Google wherever it takes us. <laughs> so it took us down, you know, East on I-40. I was like, oh, we're going a little bit East. I was like, okay, maybe it'll be like uptown or whatever. And it's like, take a right on Wyoming. I was like, okay, cool. We're going like, Wyoming. Straight in the like, war zone. I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm on Wyoming and Central. I was like, okay, cool. Where are we going, Google? Took a left on Central. Just hold on, hold on. To, to, to preface that, Wyoming mm. and Central is old Route 66, but it is probably the most ghetto intersection yeah. in this city. It's called, like, it's called the war zone. We've renamed it the International District because there's a lot of different countries. Because that's such represent. a compliment to international people that come here. Well, Ugh. I mean... It That's is terrible. it is a place where a lot of countries are represented, which is fine. But but the intersection itself is notorious for drugs and prostitution and all those things you used to see on cops mm-hmm. when they filmed cops here. That's right. Wyoming and Central. Yeah. <laughs> so we passed by there, the the, the old McDonald's Circle K combo little spot and the, and the Pizza Hut, um, and I'm like, okay, there's a brewery out here. I kept going. Trailer park. And trailer park. <laughs> Yeah, and then we pulled in the parking lot, and there's a food truck, and, like, Edison bulbs everywhere, (laughs) and, like, wood paneling. I'm like, oh, wow, crazy. Well, it's like ghetto, ghetto, amazingly beautiful building in the middle of nowhere, and we were like, But it's it's definitely one of those breweries catering to the base, because there's there's a giant American flag, which I'm fine with. I love America. Which I'm fine with. (laughs) Just to make sure. Some people think that, because I already mentioned that that I don't Are you and your liberal friends fine with that? Yes, I'm a feminist, and feminists don't like flags. Um, so, yeah, and there's like bullet casings and bombshells everywhere, and like, whatever. It's 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 it cl- made it's, sense it's for close the to a base. Yeah, but I was I was fine with that. It's cool. Um, beer was a little bit skunky for Lindsay's taste. It was kind of bitter. Yeah, it was a little um, bit bitter. For I me. liked it. I, I thought the beer was decent. And uh, but the environment was nice. Like, I I'm, thought it was pretty amazing that I go there again with friends. This really cool brewery is a stone's throw away from um, uh, Wyoming and Central, so yeah, you know, kudos for them. Yeah, they probably got really good prices on their little warehouse there. Yeah, no, it's it's a great spot. I mean, it's really deceiving when you're driving there. You're like, okay, literally, Google's taking me to get mugged, like right now. Google hates me. Google hates me, and they want me murdered in an alley. But it's actually a really nice spot. Um, And then this other brewery just opened on February fifteenth, so it was Mm -hmm. like really new. Um, and we checked it out, and it was... It was right up the street. Up the street from our house, actually, and we didn't even know. <laughs> it's on my way to work. It's, uh, it's, what was it called? Uh, High and Dry. High and Dry. High and Dry Brewery. And they have this beer. It's like a partnership with Humble Coffee, which Humble's right across the street from them. Shout out to Humble Coffee. Shout You're the best. Yeah, they have... Humble's amazing. Humble, you the best. Um, but it's, 
the most coffee tasting coffee stout I've ever had in my life. It was like drinking a cup of coffee. It was like cold brew. That's what it, it reminded like me of. Brew, yeah. Like a cold brew with alcohol in it. It was yeah. delicious. It was really good. And they have these awesome little cups. Their logo is like a is a hot air balloon, which makes mm-hmm. sense for Albuquerque. Like a 1920s hot air balloon. It was just a and it was a cool spot. Like the way they did it was just a really nice layout, really open, really yeah. friendly service. Um their growlers are actually pretty reasonably priced, I noticed. Like No, they weren't. Oh, I thought they were. The small one? The small one was 20 bucks. No. Yeah, it was 20 bucks. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. The big one was like 30 bucks, so they're a little pricey. I was looking at their... No, they were... Okay, maybe I misread it then. Okay, well, I'm just an idiot. Um, but yeah, good beer, good stuff. I'm excited to see what happens with them. I really liked their beer. Their wheat was good too, and I don't typically drink wheat, but um, I liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on the prices. Check them out. Check out their website. It was a little pricey, I thought. Well, don't get a growler if you're concerned about that, but go try a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you're getting, like, two drinks in one cup, though. (laughs) Don't even. I know. I didn't even mean to say that, but, like, you're getting a cup of coffee and a... Well... And a, and a pint of beer. So. And the other concept that I thought was cool at High and Dry is that they um, offer French presses. Yeah. So Some like dude was having a French press. Yeah, there. like if you're not having a beer, like you're driving or you're just like, nah, I just can't drink tonight, you can get a French press. A really cup, good cup of coffee. Which would have been awesome like when I was pregnant and we'd go to breweries and I'd be like, well, there's Aren't nothing here for me. you supposed to stay away from coffee as a, as, as, a, as a pregnant woman as well? Um, you First trimester. But yeah, yeah, you can have coffee. You just have to limit it. You have to limit your consumption, but you can have it. Um, I remember going to a brewery here in town when I was pregnant and like asking them, like, do you guys have any like hot tea? Do you have anything else? You used to get root beer. Yeah, root beer was all right, but like when, I'm not really a root beer drinker, so it's kind of. When Il Pacino was, it, is Il Pacino still at the, at the canteen? Yeah. yeah. No, just like the restaurant. Yeah. I remember you, you got root beer at Il Pacino. Well, they, they do small batch um, root beer it's pretty good no i went to marble once and they and they didn't have anything and i was like bummed because i was like everyone's drinking beer oh they me. gave you at marble i remember you ordered some little ginger ale little bottle hmm do you remember no <laughs> yeah. but yeah you're kind of <laughs> i don't know but yeah it's nice when when breweries have options for food and other drinks too um so it was fun we had a <clears throat> we had a fun time yeah yeah it was good i think did you have fun i did have fun I did have a good time. Good. Yeah. Shout out to Amy and Casey for watching our kids. Yeah. Yes. Our friends Amy and Casey, they watch our kids and it has been so nice and it yeah. is awesome. And they're, they in, they're into board games and I definitely want to play Settler, Settlers of Catan with them one day because I've never played that game and I've heard good things. I can't say that I would be excited to play No, that. you you would be exactly the opposite. You would hate it. I probably would. Um, my brother's coming into town, though, so maybe you and Amy and Casey and my bro can, like, hang out and play mm-hmm. that sometime. I think that'd be cool. We could do a game night when he's in town. Yeah. Um, well, what about Connor, though? What about him? He would have to come. So? Oh, okay. <laughs> Connor's our nephew. Wow, you guys like how we hash out the details on this podcast? That's We're what like, we do. Well, yeah. uh, let's talk about the utility bills. <laughs> do you want to? No. Definitely yeah. don't. Um, what time do you have to go to the mountain? Is that... I don't know. 9.30. Mm, okay. Just checking. Um, but I didn't help making sandwiches. Can you help me? You're such a chauvinist. What? I said I need help. He says I need help making sandwiches. I didn't say make a sandwich. Well, you kind of did. I said I need help making sandwiches. Make your own damn sandwiches. Oh, jeez. I'm a feminist. I don't make sandwiches. A feminist <laughs> is not the opposite of a chauvinist. <laughs> Anyways. Make me a sandwich. Anyways. Diego, why don't you get a job? Are you just like looking at things in the room and trying to find a topic? I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I love lamp. What are you what are you scared of? Huh? What are you scared of? Nothing. Um What are you scared of? What am I scared of? What 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 brings you fear? Um uh, car accidents? Do they? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily me or you driving, but other people driving because hmm. let's be honest, Albuquerque is the land of shoddy drivers and drunk drivers and people not paying attention hmm. and people texting and driving and all that other stuff. Um, I've been in some serious car accidents in my twenties 
Didn't you get in an accident because you were texting and driving? Yes. Yeah, I was 22. This was pre-smartphones. Yeah. Yep. I remember your phone. It was like the a C- ABC. It was DEF. A, that's, called a, a, that's called a T9 texting. Yeah. Um, I got into an accident and it was totally my fault. Um, it was I was a switchblade phone. 22. I was coming home from work and I was texting and I was in the middle of what I thought was nowhere because it was way on the west side. Do you remember who you were texting? Um, no. Surprisingly, I do not. Um, and I looked down. And I looked up and I realized that there was a light in front of me. And, and it was weird because it was like in this kind of newer subdivision development. So there wasn't a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting it. And everybody was stopped. And I was going like 50. And I plowed into the back of a Jeep and totaled my car. The dashboard fell on my kneecap and shattered it. And um, Jeep? I totaled the Jeep. It wasn't my Jeep. I ran into the back of somebody oh, else's Jeep. What were you driving? Um, I was driving a Ford Tempo, ghetto piece of crap little car. Um, and the, yeah, the dashboard fell on my kneecap and shattered it. And the adrenaline was pumping so hard. I, I remember trying to get out of the car and I couldn't open the door. Like I couldn't open the, the driver's door because the dashboard was smashed against it. And I remember thinking like, what am I going to do? And so I pushed the seat back and I was able to get out the passenger side, um, which is freaking crazy now that I think about it because my kneecap was shattered. I just didn't feel it. Like I didn't feel it at that point because the adrenaline was pumping so hard in my body. I, I wasn't feeling pain yet. And so I pulled myself out of the driver or the passenger seat and I was sitting on the sidewalk waiting for the ambulance and for the police to get there. And when they got there, one of the guys from the ambulance was like, uh, you should sit down. And I was like, oh, I'm okay. And he's like, no, really, sit down. And then I like looked down at my knee, and you could see like bones and blood and stuff just poking out. It was gross. And I just remember being in total shock that, that, was like, that I was looking at my own knee because I didn't feel it yet mm-hmm. at that point. But then when I was in the, in the back of the, when I was in the, back of the um, car, going to the hospital because I had my mom pick me up. I didn't want to get in the ambulance with the people I hit because they were pissed and I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, they're going to kill me back there. Um, I remember the pain started. I could feel the pain and I was like yelling profanities because it hurt so badly, but Mm. it took a little while for it to actually kick in because of adrenaline. And yeah. yeah. So don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. I am a prime example of why not. Don't change your music and drive. Yeah. I don't do that either. Don't look at your phone and drive. Yeah, don't do that. Just we drive. have Bluetooth. There's no reason to do that anymore. Like, you know, but we're all guilty. And Google oh man, this song, and... this song sucks. I need to change it. Change it at the light when you're stopped. Honestly, like, don't do it when you're driving. I would say even avoid that. Well, if you can, yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, the <laughs> the Jeep that I hit. Mm-hmm. I was about three feet away from hitting the back row of seats and there was a two-year-old in a car seat back Mm. there. So had I hit that, I would have killed the two-year-old. They would have flown through the windshield. And that's like, you know, you, you don't think about that stuff, but like that could have been an accidental homicide because I was texting and driving. Like that could have been my fault, you know, like somebody could have lost their child because I'm an idiot. And like, Mm -hmm. thank God I, I didn't hit that back row. So is that the biggest thing you're afraid of? Is this car accidents? Yeah. There's nothing else. I'm sure there is, but I, I can't really pinpoint it right now. Hmm. I'm, I am deathly terrified of car accidents. Like I, I have been in a few and there was another one in high school that I was with um, a friend of mine. She was driving hmm. and it, it had just rained. We were at the, near the on-ramp by Louisiana heading west and her car started spinning on the highway and we almost hit a semi truck and by some miracle it missed us Hmm. like it missed us that gabby no no that was my friend jessica um i'm I'm scared of car accidents i think i've definitely like cheated death a couple times Hmm. and i car accidents really do freak me out like like they they talk about your life flashing before your eyes. And I literally, like, I remember that when I was in the car with Jessica, like, 
because you could, we it was like slow motion and I remember looking at the semi and thinking we're going to hit it there's nothing I can do we're going to hit that thing I'm going to be dead in a few seconds no one's going to know my mom and dad are going to be so sad I'm only 18 years old like it was just all this stuff hmm. it was just all this stuff that goes through your mind like and then you're like you know what is my family going to do is it going to hurt any second now I mean it's just terrifying hmm. like it's just and there's nothing you can do you're totally out of control and that was that's that scares me the most Car accidents. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What about you? Well, it's not car accidents. <clears throat> um, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I I respect cars. I respect the road. I know that they're dangerous, and I'm very attentive. And it makes me upset when other people aren't, you know, obeying traffic laws and. But until they like get that. into a situation like that, they don't. They probably have though. Maybe, maybe not. So, I don't know. It's not cars. I think I think my fear is death a lot of the times. Hmm. Like the not, physical not, act of dying? Not for myself, but like other people I love in my, in my life. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of grieving in my life. I guess my grandpa. But um, both my grandpa, my grandpa Rudy and my grandpa Harold. But, I don't know, those, those sorts of things kind of scare me. Like the physical act of dying or just the impact it would leave on other people? Just the impact on, on me. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle those things. Well, you would like have to parents or, no, not me dying. Oh. Other people dying. Oh, okay, okay. Like, my parents, I don't know about losing my parents. Or, like, kids, I'm very, like, I'm very protective and careful with kids. Um, it freaks me out a little bit sometimes that my mom goes places with them because Riley's a runner. So, I don't know. Those things are like on my mind. And I guess it's normal. But I guess that. And then, I don't know. I don't think there's really... I'm afraid of... I don't know if I'm afraid of failure. But I am afraid... I'm afraid of letting people down like you. Um, so I know that we want to move someday and it's hard to move. It's hard to get in another house sometimes and you have to have everything in order and you know, those sorts of things. I, I want to be able to succeed. You just have to break it down into smaller steps. To, to not let people down in my life. I'm also afraid, I guess, that people don't like me for some reason. Not, excuse me, not everybody, but like, even little things. Like, your parents, I know your parents love our family. They probably love me. They do love you. <laughs> but I am weird looking. What does it always boil down with you to what you I just look, like? look strange. I have. not define you at all. Like I have a big face with all kinds of hair on it. I think that you think... You look weird, but you actually don't look weird. Well, it's like, funny because I, really, I don't think that you. Well, there was a get, comment last night. Like, like you're, you're like, oh look, they did a computer regeneration of what the person with the shroud of whatever Turin. shroud of Turin looked like, and it was like this brown dude with a beard, and you showed it to your family, and your mom's like, oh look, it looks like Lorenzo. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm a random brown dude with like. I don't think that's what hair. she meant. Though. No, she I, was I know. Trying to be funny. She I know, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm just strange looking. I grew up in in a situation where I hung out with a lot of white people because the brown people, I'm just going to say my cousins and the brown people I grew up around weren't into the things that I was into. They were into, you know, I mean, now it's cool and ironic to be in gangster rap, but back then it was like... <laughs> It was I just gangster. It was just gangster, and I, I didn't like it. There was no irony about it. You were just a thug. I didn't like it. Like like my cousins would listen to this rap music that was very, I, and I remember this as a kid, like very degrading to women. I mean, I wouldn't use those words back when I was like eight, well, but it would it would talk about yeah. you know making women do sexual things to them and all this other stuff, and I just didn't like it, like not even a little bit. Um, Thank God for that. And they would put <laughs> big, they jerk. would put big speakers in their car, and they'd bump bass and all sort of stuff. And I'm like, I'm not into this, guys. I'm just not. Like, I want to go listen to John Cougar Mellencamp. Like, give me a <laughs> Listen to 
leave me alone. <laughs> so, I have always been kind of a coconut. Aww. I like coconut. Or a pinto bean. I don't know about pinto beans. Pinto beans like has their brown skin, but they're white inside. Oh. And, I, and I'm not saying that I don't dislike my culture that I came from, because I very much attach to how my grandpa raised me. My grandpa was a mariachi. And I would love to learn Spanish, even though I don't know much Spanish. Spanish, I know I know some. I don't know no Spanish. I know some Spanish. <laughs> Sorry. But um, so I guess the people I put myself around were more white people. So when I look in the mirror and I see this big ugly brown guy with the beardy face, like I don't know, I, I yeah. I'm afraid that people look at me weird. I can kind of, I don't want to say I can relate to that. But the way you look, I think, is something that culturally, like, we have a lot of insecurities around. And for me, like, you're talking about Moriarty and growing up and stuff. So I grew up in Lake Oswego, Oregon, which is a suburb of Portland. Um, mostly white people, maybe, like, two Asians and one black person. Two on a, on a crazy day. I don't know. Um, no diversity, really. Lots of money there, and mm. um, it was a private lake. So if you live on the lake, you can you can use it for leisure activities like wakeboarding and stuff. But if you don't live on the lake, you're SOL. Um, so there's an elitist attitude there anyway. Especially today now. Mm -hmm. Those houses are... It's It's been there the whole time, but I think it's <clears throat> it's definitely exploding. $10, $15 million homes on that, on that lake now. Yeah, the, a lot of the Portland Trailblazers own homes on the lake. And... Lindsay's little two-bedroom house that she grew up in was is a million dollars i think when we when we walked by it was for sale wasn't it or it was it was half a million five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars for like a which little, was like the ghetto when i was growing was up like in like us we go two bedroom that. little two bedroom house nothing River special Lake. beautiful over there crazy tall pine trees everywhere but. that house too is so funny like that was that was like probably my favorite house that we ever lived in growing yeah. up um if i had you know five hundred thousand dollars i'd go buy it right now because i i love that house so much yeah. but um yeah i it's crazy because I grew up around a lot of rich kids who were very accomplished. Their parents pushed them very hard, way too hard in a lot of cases, mm -hmm. um, to be successful, to be the best, to do the best, to, to be, to excel at anything that they decided to do. Like failure, not so much of an option. Like in, in Lake Oswego, you succeed and you become somebody. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to reconcile that now. Because in New Mexico, the attitude is very different. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a mediocrity is okay attitude. Right. And so I kind of struggle with that back and forth from the way I was raised to where I live now. Um, and, and on a shallow level, too. I mean, I grew up with a lot of girls that were very skinny, very pretty, very, you know, um, blonde and perfect skin and all the best clothes. And, and it's stupid. That's, that's a really shallow thing. It's a really shallow thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that is still very Lake Oswego and that like I I do not want to be ugly. I do not want to be fat or overweight. I do not want to look bad. Um, I know it's shallow. But it's like there's a part of me that is still kind of like I catch myself and I'm thinking like that doesn't matter. That mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like, okay, so I gained five pounds. That doesn't matter. But the Lake Oswego part of me is like, oh my God, five pounds. You're a fat ass. You need to lose that right now. Like... Like it, it's, I don't think growing up in Lake Oswego is necessarily a very beneficial thing. Um, mm. I certainly want, wouldn't want to raise my kids there. I think that might be universal though. Yeah. I, I grew up in Moriarty and I remember being obese and end up running every day, lost a bunch of weight. Um, but even to this day, I feel like that, like I <clears throat> have a self image issue where I just want to, I don't know. Well, even for men, it, it's the same for men. It's not a, it's not a woman thing. It's not a, it's not a, I think that's a kind of a universal thing. I had an eating disorder in, um, part of middle school and, and the beginning of high school. Yeah. And I think a lot of that attributed to just the environment that I was in too. Mm -hmm. You know, like Yeah. If you're going to be skinny, be really skinny. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's jacked up. It's it's really stupid. Um, yeah. And I hope to God my daughter doesn't ever have to deal with the crap like that. Yeah, we'll just but, reinforce that 
She's beautiful. However, she. I remember is. going to a. <laughs> I did a. You're gonna laugh at me so hard. This is one of those things where I was just trying to figure out who I was. I went to. A, I went and did a pageant in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We should wrap pretty soon, Jim. <laughs> okay. I did a pageant in the eighth grade, and um, I had an appointment after that with an agency because I thought maybe I wanted to do some modeling or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was 14. Who knows? Like. <laughs> And they told me, and I was already really skinny, and they told me I needed to lose like 15 pounds. And it was like, I was feeling okay about myself. And then you have like a grown adult tell you at 14, like, oh, like you're already skinny, but you need to lose 15 pounds anyway. Like, that's That's kind of devastating. Yeah, I would have been like, peace. Yeah, well, I picked Um, soccer over that, so. Good. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm happy with that decision, so. Yeah. Um, Were there any, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Were there any songs in particular that moved you? Dad. Um, yeah. I've been listening to... Let me see where I've been listening to. Oh. Here come the kids. Here they come. Make it fast. Actually, you know what? I was going old school the other day. I was listening to Echo and the Bunnymen. Um, because I like, I like them. <laughs> okay, I'll fix it. The movie's off, guys. Um, and then also nothing but thieves again, just to kind of throw it back a little bit. Um, and then black, uh, black rebel motorcycle club has mm. been kind of my week this week. I'll have to check that out. They're, they're good. I like them a lot. Hmm. You listen to some obscure music. Well, Kudos know. to you. I do what I do. Um, a couple of songs, a couple of songs moved me this week. Um, so saves the day. I, they're one of my favorite bands from college. Uh, but I kind of haven't really listened to them that much in a while. Saves the Day. You know them, yeah, right? Yeah, I know Saves the Day. But there's a song in particular that I really loved back in the day, and it played on my YouTube music. Um, there it is. Google again. Anywhere with you. I love that song. Um, that one's good, too. But the one I was talking about is called Nightingale. Ah. I just love that song so much. It just It's one of those songs that just that moves me. That's I mean, I'm saying that. And a song that... I didn't know who it was, but it showed up on my YouTube channel. It's called Gold by Nick Murphy. You heard it? You've, no. you've heard it. If I played it, you would hear it. You would know it. I just don't know the um, name, I guess. But it's really good. Let me see. This song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was listening to that as I, I was running, and, and I've never heard of Nick Murphy, have you? No, I thought that was Chet Faker. That's Nick uh, Gold by... Oh, Chet Faker. Yeah. What's Nick Murphy then? I have no idea. That's what it says on my YouTube thing. That's yeah, weird. it's Chet Faker. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I don't think that's Nick huh. Murphy, but I know the song. It's Chet Faker. Yeah, good song. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let music move you this week. Yeah. Um, if you want to be moved by some music, uh, again, download um, SoundCloud on your phone. Um, Here comes the chaos. <laughs> listen to Jeff of Midron's music, and we'll leave you with Ashes. Our it's, that's the name of our intro and outro song. So, hope you guys have a great week. Um, we'll talk to you whenever that is. And pay homage to those dead presidents. There you go, and and the live ones. As my mom says, don't criticize Trump, just pray for him. Um, I'm gonna be praying a whole lo- heck of a lot. Yeah. Anyways, you guys have a great week. Talk to you in the next one.